I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the, I was going to say welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show, but this might be your first time listening. So welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. This is Kate. So we wanted to let you know that the episode you're about to hear was recorded prior to the worldwide protests and standing up in support with Black Lives Matter. So the episode is absolutely relevant and is all about coming back into our bodies, coming back into a place of safety and how we can use planning practices to do that. However, we did not directly address world events. And I would imagine there were a few places that that would have been relevant, but since things had not been happening in the way they are right now around racial justice, we didn't talk about it. So just wanted to address that before you listen in. Mm -hmm. But as Kate said, this episode is still very relevant as we move forward because it's about how to plan without a plan. How to plan when you feel like you can't plan. Oh, yes. And I think that with COVID and the protests and the tremendous transition we're in in a society, I think a lot of us feel like we can't plan and we don't, we're waiting for like, what's going to happen next? How can I even be in this moment? And this is the moment when we need to lean into the practices we're talking about in this episode even more. And I believe it's a huge element of our healing and liberation as a human race. So for sure. There's a common phrase that we hear all the time is, you know, when things get back to normal. Well, what the way things used to be are not going to be back to the way things move into the future. We are re-scripting what the future holds and rebuilding it. And I think that's a pretty, in this episode is pretty relevant to that. Enjoy. So, how you doing, honey? <laughs> I got to get rid of this pillow in my back. You're doing a lot of reorganizing over there. I've been reorganizing this entire day. You may not know this, folks, day. but Mike is the princess in the pea. And he's very particular about pillows and their firmness and their size and the number of pillows and sheets and towels and also chair height and table height. There's a lot of particular needs he has around his physical comfort. Comfort. It's true. (laughs) It is true. Yeah. Pillows are a big thing. Like, you know, when they're too soft. I don't know. Anyway, we could talk about that for a while. He told me. Sheets. He told me when we got together, he would have expected that a woman like me would have a, a better linen game, but he found my linen game to be lacking. <laughs> yeah, my linen game was better than Kate's. Unless it's, we're talking about cloth napkins for table settings, in which case my linen game is very strong. Her linen game is strong for cloth napkins, the way they're folded, and towels the way they're folded. That's about it. I'm very particular about the way they're folded. But, mm-hmm. but the funny part about it is, if I was to pick something out, you need to approve the linens to make sure you really like the colors and things. Well, there's so a, there's a then, feng shui consideration yes. because bed sheets should really be in, you know, a tone that could be a skin tone, which of course could be anything from ivory to chocolate. And so there's that element. And then, you know, yeah, I'm particular about colors. And I will say, oh, I forgot. I totally forgot my train of thought. Yeah, well, it's gone. Good story. Great. I was I did so that yesterday. glad I shared <laughs> when I was with Todd we were right in the middle of a story and I completely blanked no I was just like and that's the end of that story and he's like that was good he's like it was good <laughs> the end yeah the end <laughs> I've been literally I have been on zoom talking to people since 9 a.m. so I am like I'm pretty tapping we're recording right now. it's like 3 20 right now yeah so End of the day, folks. End of the day. We are bringing it on home here. And we want to talk to you about, or did you want to share more about your day since I asked you and then I hijacked? Well, to start off, some of you might have left reviews. We are recording in the bedroom again and we don't have our computers. So uh, we will get back to the reviews. There is a lot happening, people. We maybe, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's bananas. We went from slowed way down to 
85 really increasing speed so we're gonna find somewhere in the in between in the middle but right now mike and i have a lot of things going on in our life yeah and what's cool is that i feel better about the small pickup that we've had you know previously i would kind of stress about it in a way and i feel much better about it so me too yeah like it feels good well i feel like we have increased our capacity for expansion Yes. And like we're, I don't know, I'll speak personally, like I'm really having fun with you. I'm really having fun with our kids. Like I'm really happy even in the midst of a lot of major changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll speak more to those probably at a later date, maybe, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. No, we will. Yeah. No, we definitely, no, regarding a few of them, yes. Some of them are personal items, so we're going to keep them to ourselves. We're not pregnant or Kate's not pregnant. So she's not having another baby. I'm actually packing up all your pregnancy clothes and shipping them. Shipping them to my cousin. Yes. Right now. The pregnancy wardrobe. That pregnancy wardrobe has been worn by like four or five (laughs) people. It's really expanded. It's in like three giant plastic tubs. Yeah. It's extensive. So we have a mamaroo. Who does the mamaroo? Who makes that? Um, Four moms. Yeah, four moms, the Mamaru that I believe has cradled like like six babies, maybe eight. Yeah, possibly eight babies. I know it's so sweet. It's been around the block and then we'll probably get a new one. You know, it might go to the next baby here in our neighborhood. Maybe when it comes back from the previous baby. Totally. That Rockaroo was given to me by my girlfriends from high school. So, yeah, it's really made the rounds. But But anyway, overall, that's that's kind of the sum. Yeah. How about you? I am a little tapped out in yeah transparency yeah, yeah, yeah me too i'm looking forward to a weekend of integration and reflection it's good and i'm also really excited that it feels like summer here in maine oh fine. we wait all year long for yeah. this and it's really really sweet yeah it's like 80 degrees outside yeah so amazing and i just sat in mike's office for the day freaking horrible that was probably 85 degrees with no ac and you know whatever it's fine oh this is like a a luxury problem but i'm really enjoying the air conditioning in our bedroom right now (laughs) my office is horrible that's why i'm leaving it i told them i was like your heat situation is horrible in there it's like the heat runs all year round in the space all right so anywho yep let's get to it we want to talk today about how to plan when you can't plan So this moment obviously is related to the pandemic and to, you know, sort of the international shutdown. Don't say the C word. I'm not going to. Okay. I like to call it this unusual moment in history that we're experiencing. That's good. I I like that. People know what I'm talking about. So especially as somebody who is a planner creator, it's a weird moment when We don't know when things are going to happen, if things that we had planned can happen. We are a company who who produces a planner. We are also a company that plans. We are also a company that hosts live events. We're also a family that plans. We're also a family. We're heavy on the planner spectrum. And I always have been, this, you know, I know I've talked about that on the podcast mm-hmm. before. I've been a planner since I was like seven. This was a question asked I saw in the do less group. So the do less group, that's you can speak more about what the purpose of that. Yeah, group is. If you're listening, you're welcome to join us. Just search do less on Facebook. It's where we talk about doing less. Do- <laughs> and the question I'd was love for you to be in there with us. <laughs> how do I use this planner? And for those of you that would like a planner, there's more on the way. They should be here in June. They're on a boat. They're on a boat or but someplace. I think we I'm won't not... have them for sale until July just because yeah. we want to get all of our things buttoned up. We're not telling you when they're going to be on sale because that happened last time with the pre-order and that was a debacle. So there's more planners that will be showing up sometime there this summer. There are certain lessons, folks, that you can only learn the hard way. Yes. So there's Basic, not a pre-sale this there's time. There's not a pre-sale. There's only a wait list. And you can get on yep. the wait list at katenorthrop.com forward slash planner. And the and on that website is also if you want the digital planner instead versus the physical, you can purchase that You know, there. folks love that digital planner. Yep. I will just say this is a terrible sales pitch. I am not someone who would ever use a digital planner. I am 100% a physical girl. However, yeah. woman, person. 
But when I see people posting their little like sped up videos on Instagram of them using the digital planner with their stylus and their iPad, it looks fancy. It's also better for the planet. And it's also like less paper to deal with. So there is something kind of sexy about it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you used an iPad all the time, then you would might be more into it. You're more of a paper person anyway. I just don't like touching but just having devices the iPad unless version, I have to. Yeah, having an iPad version is... Well, some people don't spend as much on a computer that you spend. You have to keep I that know. in mind. It's true. It's funny because people will want to like talk to me, you know, like people do. And P.S. If you're listening to this and you're a friend of mine, like, please don't. This is not about you. <laughs> folks will be like let's schedule a call like let you know whatever and i'm like i would like to not be talking to people i do mm-hmm. i talk to people for a living in a way and i would like to just for an extrovert i'm pretty introverted it's true penelope on the other hand our daughter, oh my god she has an endless capacity and, to be with people with people nonstop. 6 a.m yeah i gotta go she find a friend and out- then she cries almost every night yeah. at bedtime because we tell her that she has to stop playing with her friends we have not found a kid that can keep up with Penelope in, in the terms social of her capacity in the capacity of social. She will outwork social like she can go for 12 hours a day being around other people and other kids. And it, it does wear her little we friends out. We, they, poor things. They'll have breakdowns. I love when it's like her friend will have she's hanging out with friends and then they'll just have a breakdown. And they'll lose it and then they'll go home and she'll just be like, OK, who's next? Yeah. You know, it's like and then she yeah, goes and finds somebody else. Somebody else. Anyway, this the question came up inside the do less group. It's like, how do I use the planner, the do less planner in this time? So so this episode is not just about the do less planner. This episode is for planners who are finding life hard right now because we can't plan. And so and for non planners, because you're in this life that we're currently everyone. Yes. Is, yeah. No, that's true. But I'm just saying like someone who's going to open up and click play on an episode called how do you plan when you can't plan? is probably a planner. True. Otherwise, if you're not a planner, you don't care. Yes. You're like, I've been not planning my whole life. I'm fine. Thank you. Good point. (laughs) But, you know, welcome regardless. So as a planner myself, I will say in the first few weeks of this, I lost my mind. And we shared, you know, the week that I was having my breakdown, Mm -hmm. really feeling like I was crawling out of my skin. And part of that, I think, was noticing the way that I had been using planning as a like sort of coping mechanism Mm. as opposed to planning from a place of really feeling calm and spacious and something I shared that I I am going to work on a piece about this on a blog. I'm going to you're hearing it here first. I am going to resurrect my blog when Venus goes direct. Now I have to do it because I just said it. Oh my God, it's going to happen. Shit. Um, So anyway, but one of the pieces that I've been working on in my head, which is where they all begin, is about using planning as a trauma response as opposed to planning from a place of wholeness and feeling safe. And during this time, I have noticed in the same way that some of us scroll when we want to numb out that some of us shop, that some of us eat, that some of us do lines of Coke, not like us in this room that we're recording, but people do or drink or, you know, all the different numbing strategies of which we have talked at length. We have some some great sobriety episodes. I notice that sometimes I use planning to numb because I am feeling anxious. And so I get out my calendar. Wow. I don't know that you know this about me. There is a planning anonymous group yeah. that you could really yeah. join i don't well, know if i think really it's is. like there's well, probably I a did lot not of know that this is, yeah. this is... <laughs> i think there's probably a big intersection you know with over functioners and workaholics and overachievers probably a little bit of a planning as a numbing strategy because it makes me feel like i'm in control which is such an illusion and so this time has stripped back all of the illusions that we have that we're in control of anything and has just forced us all to surrender. So I really struggled. I remember texting my mom. I don't remember what we were texting about, but I just was like, 
I'm kind of freaking out because I don't know when my girls are going to have childcare again. I don't know when we can do any of our launches. Like, I don't know when we can follow through on any of our plans. I don't know anything. I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do if I can't basically future trip, which is what my friend and coach Chayla Davison calls it. Like future tripping has been my drug of choice for years. And so I know I'm not the only one. And please send me a DM if you are also somebody who uses planning as a numbing strategy. And but here's the thing, the planning practice that I began in 2016 actually became a way of calming my nervous system as opposed to a way of numbing my nervous system. And that's the whole do less planner system is based on that practice. And I was just cleaning out an armoire in my office because we're moving around things and changing where our bedroom is in our house. And I just rented an office in town. And I found this journal and I was opening it up. And I was like, oh, this is the journal where I started tracking the day of my cycle, the phase of my cycle and the phase of the moon and tracking notes about how I felt in the fall of 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. That's cool. Um, And that whole system became the Do Less Planner system. Now there's more to it, but that was like the fundamental core of it was really noticing the predictability of my cyclical nature, the predictability of the moon, and just noticing how I felt in response to both of those things so that I could better support myself. And because our bodies are still cycling, because the seasons are still cycling, because the moon is still cycling and because we are still animals living on planet Earth connected deeply with nature because we are nature, the do less planner system still totally works in a time when you can't plan much, but you can certainly still support your body and support your energy and listen to what it needs from you on a more micro level. So I kind of have some like tips and steps around that, but I want to pause and see if you had anything to add or ask or no i'm following you okay <laughs> yeah would you consider yourself a planner not until you and i really started working together i would say probably because even in college i used to get those planners every year they would give out these planners and notebooks and so i would start to fill them out but then i wouldn't i would keep everything in my head i can't believe you managed to keep track of your life in your head Yeah. Did you forget things? And I did pretty good. No, because I would memorize. Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I forget things now, even though I use calendar (laughs) system. So, but then I, I would never. So if we future trip, that was something that I, you know, it's, it's the, the thing I would used to do is like, once I get there or once I go there, I can do this. And once I do that, I can do this type thing. But I always had goals that I wanted to achieve and thrive on. But it was much more of a kind of a free flow of an experience. I wouldn't plan like friend hangouts, you know, like you did in a calendar system. I would just be like, yo, you free? You want to chill? Like, and then, yeah, great. I'm not. Okay, tomorrow? Great. You know, and then I would just kind of memorize that. And now once we started really ramping business up, it got too much for me to handle. And then once we started having kids, there's no freaking way. I mean, I... Everything goes by the calendar, so which is great because it frees up space inside my head. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of emotional yeah. work and weight. But I would say now schedule. I do more planning than I've ever done before. I'm not consistently using the Do Less Planner as much as you are. I would like to, but it hasn't become a habit for me yet. I use it more kind of to plan the week schedule-wise and tasks to complete more so than diving deep into it but i know it can be very helpful for me so well you brought up future tripping and i think it's really important to identify that planning can be a practice in future tripping which is basically trying to pop us out of the present moment or planning can be a way of presencing us and the do less planner the way that i designed it with the daily pages the daily energy tracker And then the weekly renewable planner and the moon pages and the different spreads in there. It's really a practice of locating ourselves in time and space so we feel more present where we are now. And then we make better decisions because we've actually acknowledged ourselves. We're like, oh, I see you. 
I understand you're feeling this way. Let me see what I can do to support that, to nourish that, and not to try to, it's like the practice is about using our bodies and our emotions as a benefit or as a, yeah, like using our bodies and our emotions as an ally, Mm -hmm. as opposed to seeing them as adversaries to overcome. Very, 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 very different. You know, so it's really not this whole concept of like crush it and like 10x your results. And it's really about where are you in time and space? How do you feel? What do you need? And how can you organize your workflow and your day and your week according to what's actually real for you, not according to these external expectations that may be completely unrelated to your current season of life, your current lifestyle, the needs of your body, the needs of your family, the needs of your community, the people you love, and of course, your needs, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost. And so really the practice is about going deeper inside to source your schedule from inside. I call it self-sourced scheduling. And in my membership origin, the very first thing you do when you join is you go through the self-sourced scheduling roadmap. And I teach you through these simple how-to lessons how to reorient yourself so that you're no longer running your business and your life according to the expectations and assumptions of others and the culture. And instead, you're sourcing your creativity, your business, your schedule, your goals from inside, which makes them far more sustainable, far more juicy, and far more successful, quite frankly. It also makes you far more innovative so that you don't have to worry about your competition. You can just stand out because you're all of who you are. So an origin, if you're not on the wait list, you can go to origincollective.com. We will likely do a wait list opening soon. Just going <laughs> to keep it at that because we're in a time where I am like as a business owner, I'll be really transparent. I am struggling with the fact that like I sat down with our project manager in December and we had these impressive 12 humongo dry erase calendars. And we mapped out the entire year. And basically it's like (laughs) none of the things, not none of the things, but many of the things we planned are either not happening or we just can't do them in the way I thought because we just don't know enough information and we can't plan. Mm -hmm. And every time I look at that wall of calendars, I just laugh at myself, right? Because it's the classic thing, like life is what happens when you're making other plans. (laughs) It's true. You know, here we are. Our wall looks great. The wall's impressive. It doesn't mean I'm going to give up annual planning as a practice by any stretch of the imagination. You will adapt to what this new world looks like. We will. Yeah. And also, I think one of the most beautiful things about the Do Less Planner system and self-sourced scheduling is that it's easier to adapt because you have a lot of space for change as opposed to you're trying to control the world with your rigid plans Mm -hmm. because self-source scheduling is a lot more fluid and there's a lot more space for the ebb and flow that is inevitable with being a human being because we just like, there's so many things we just don't know and becoming a mother forced me very hardcore to relinquish control and just show up and be like, okay, I'm here, show me what to do. Because I thought for 34 years that I was in charge of my life, but it turns out that I am being guided instead. And so I was able to, you know, it's like that great country song, Jesus, Take the Wheel. You know that one? Probably if I heard it. Would you like me to sing it to you? Yeah. I mean, you haven't (laughs) sung yet this podcast, so I would go for it. Imagine if you got like a singing deal. Maybe there's some agent that'd be like, oh, you'd be great Mm -hmm. at this singing. Anyway. Uh I don't know, like, I don't know anything but the chorus, but it's like, Jesus, take the wheel, take it from my hands. I can't do this on my own. I'm letting go. (laughs) No, I don't know the rest of the words, but anyway, it's just like that song. (laughs) No, she's crying. (laughs) Maybe we can reach out to... such a nerd that I'm making my own self cry by singing, but it's not by singing. It's the it's that song. Like whenever it comes on the radio, it's just so good because it's so true. You know, we're just like really 
we just really don't know what's going on. We have no and that clue. like surrender after surrender after surrender after surrender is very timely right now. It's very timely, you know, when people are ill with birth, with death, with divorce, you know, with all of it. I think anybody who tells you they know what's going on in this moment in history and in life in general is lying. The only thing I know of that's consistent is my body. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to be in this body the whole time and then my body will die. And so then I won't be in this body anymore. And so having a planning practice that's based on my body, which feels like the one consistent thing about my life, feels really smart. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's been my <laughs> biggest learning experience in the last two or three years, you know, for me. And so, you know, I talked about this previously, but when I worked with Raw, the very first time I showed up, she was listening to me about, I was sharing her my skin journey and what I've been on. And she just said that your body equals your wisdom, right? And you just have to, I will now, I'll remember that for the rest of my life because I've repeated that, I don't know, a hundred times now. Do you know that you're married to a woman whose mother wrote a book called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom? <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> so, but I'm not a woman. I'm familiar. So it like doesn't click. <laughs> I, know. I know you're familiar with this. You've been living this for a no, long time. It's just time. funny that those were the words that really clicked with you just given the... Yeah, well, it was... Because <laughs> the family it... <laughs> business, as it were. <laughs> yeah. I know, it is funny. But like when you say that women's I bodies, know. women's wisdom, I check out. I'm like, oh, women, I'm not a woman. So I don't yes. resonate with it, right? But you, when you say that, yes, it makes complete sense. Yeah, it could just as easily be men's bodies, men's wisdom, or, or human bodies, human wisdom. Right. So... Yeah, that's pretty funny now that I think about it and put it all together. It's, it's kind funny. of amazing. And she just <laughs> launched the new edition, right? Didn't the new yeah. edition just come out? Yeah. The, the whole, yeah, totally revised, updated data. Yeah, so go get that, people. If you would like some women's bodies, women's wisdom. I can never say it. It's like, <laughs> it's such a tongue twister for me. Anyway, I don't know. what. Raw, we just, yeah, your wisdom. Your, yeah, your the, just the emotions and listening to it and especially during this time of the slowdown, like it's a thing where I've been listening. I was listening to Andrew Yang. Uh, Andrew Yang has a podcast called Yang Speaks. And I was listening to that when I was rearranging the house today, interviewing Ken Jong. Ken Young. He's the guy from Community. He was used to be a doctor and now he's a comedian actor. I don't know how to say his last name correctly, but they, they just kept talking about the solution to solve Corona and I don't want to go down this avenue, but I'll, this is a perfect example of what. And they're just like, w- the solution's the vaccine. Everything's going to happen and change when the vaccine comes out. And like, you know, they said this probably 15 times in the episode. And I was like, that's not the solution. Like, it's not, it's never been the solution when you look at the data of any vaccine that's ever rolled out. It's always rolled out when every, like, the disease or whatever is almost over, right? When you look at all of this stuff. So, I was just like, no, it's not. That's so far away because then you go listen to Zach Bush talking about the environment, it f- healing the mother nature, healing the environment, healing ourselves. That this it's a virus much different- is a harbinger. It's a yes. messenger. Yes. Because viruses are actually, I think we talked about this last time, we but did. it bears repeating, that viruses are actually messengers transferred from bodies to let other bodies know that upgrades are needed to withstand environmental changes. Right. So, so we are this our whole germ theory of disease doesn't mean it's wrong, but it's missing out on this element that there are evolutionary benefits. So the whole idea is any virus is bad, we have to kill it off and eliminate it. But we're not asking the question why in the divine design of nature and the planet, would this exist? What purpose is it serving? And I think that's the question that we need to be asking more. And unfortunately, I don't think enough of the people in charge are asking that question. Definitely Trump is not. (laughs) Could you imagine him? Like, just picture that. So, but it's, I remember Dr. Wentz, he was the founder of USANA and USANA is the supplement company we've been partnered with for, Kate's been taking those since she was like, for like 20 years now. We do still have a website for that. If you're interested in that, you can just DM us and we'll send it to you. I thought you were going to say what it is. I'm like, to be perfectly honest, I'm not clear on what, what <laughs> that Mike, link is right now. Kate Mike Watts But they have multivitamins, et cetera. Anyway, we can talk more about that later. But he always said, 
us as humans right now, we are living too short and dying too long. And that really resonated with me for a long time. So I was like listening to, you know, and I'm thinking a lot about what's happening now and this process we're going through right now with this experience. And then I was just listening to Zach Bush and I'm listening to Andrew Yang and my body is to me like the easy fix, like the vaccines, the easy fix, right? It's an easy fix. It's the band-aid for the greater issue that's happening here. And it's the same thing. It's not the exact, but it's what we started talking off today about like, it's the hustle and the work and the do all those things are all valuable, right? Doing the hustle, doing the work. Like today you were hustling, you put in the work and you hustled, right? But it's like, you're also listening to your body when you're in this process. So it's like the vaccine, it's just like what happened in 2008 with the financial crisis. It's just what's happening with all these stimulus bailouts. Like it's taking place now. They are benefiting people in the short term, but it's a band-aid for the long-term issues, right? And so we can, we might fix it or we might not. We will find out. When I was listening to this, I was like, this is not the answer. You know, it was coming to me so clear and I'm not like, I was just listening to them talk about it, but I was like, the vaccine is not the solution to the issue, right? But it's a sexy thing to it's like the carrot we can dangle to say this is coming. Well, it's the it's the illusion that we all want, which is the easy button. Can't I just take a pill or have some kind of like easy solution to this problem? It's why we numb. It, because we yeah. don't want to feel, we don't want to think. We don't want to innovate because it's harder. Mm-hmm. It takes more of our resources. We have to get uncomfortable and deal with like, oh, no, I'd rather just have a vaccine because that way I don't have to change. Right. And really, I believe, okay, I I don't even want to get it. I didn't know we were going to get into this today, but I, no, I, I don't, think we I are don't. being called for some kind of change in a lot of different yes. ways. Anyway, we're down a rabbit hole. Yeah, but but um, this goes back to planning. It all ties right. together, right? So. Like this is challenging and this is the plan, you know, it is planning where it's like if I just have my calendar dialed up, it's like the short term right, solution the illusion of if I just get everything planned perfectly, then I'll be safe. Yes. But actually, we need to learn to feel safe no matter what's going on. Right. In the external world and expand our capacity to feel discomfort and expand our capacity to signal safety despite being in a state of discomfort so like the world is in turmoil none of us know when this is going to end it's chaotic there are news stories that are absolutely heartbreaking i mean there are just things going on that are so abysmal they've been going on for hundreds of years p.s but you know now we have cell phones and and more Mm -hmm. access to information so now we see it and it's really hard you know it's hard to sit with this it's like I wish I believed that the vaccine was the answer, quite frankly. (laughs) I really do, because it would be so much easier than like, oh, no, actually, like all the systems need to be overhauled. And this same illusion of, okay, if I just get my calendar buttoned up, if I just use this planner perfectly, then I'll be okay. But actually, we need to just learn to be okay. Right. Because let's say, because sometimes we go into that mentality. This has happened to me a lot. Where it's if I use this thing perfectly, then my success will come. But you know what? Well, whatever that success right is for you. But then if I don't follow it perfectly and I screw up one day, then I'm shaming myself or I'm failing and then I'm hard on myself about the failing process of it. And that's why we made the Do Less Planner undated. Because I didn't want to be one more planner that you start and then stop and then go back to and realize you've missed months, which means you can't use those pages, which is bad for the planet and makes you feel guilty. This one is just like, do it when you do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it when you don't do it. It's meant to last a year if you were to actually use it in the exact order. However, like make it your own experience. And I think with the whole do less, it's like, do less shaming of yourself. Do less beating yourself up. Do less holding yourself to ridiculous standards. Do less numbing, right? There are so many things we could do less of so that we can do more being with ourselves, signaling safety, healing our nervous system, learning how to feel safe in our bodies, learning how to expand our capacity to sit with the inevitable discomfort of being human. Because- Being human is pretty gnarly and it's Mm -hmm. going to be. 
I think that also the illusion of the perfect planner system or the illusion of a pill that could fix a disease, right? This whole illusion of the cure for cancer, for example. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) But anyway, it's this idea that at some point, once we get to this certain place, we'll be fine. That like things won't be hard anymore. And I think instead, at least I found it useful to know that Life is kind of gnarly and it's also really beautiful. And if I stop expecting one planner system or one revenue goal or one launch strategy or one pair of jeans or something, right? If I stop expecting that to make being human easier, instead, I just expand my capacity to be human and to feel, then life at least gets richer. I can't Mm -hmm. say it gets easier, but it gets richer and more like I feel like I'm really here more, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's a really beautiful thing. Well, Glennon Doyle talked about that in her book, Untamed, about her sobriety. And it's 100% true for me as well. Like, since I stopped drinking, life is way harder. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Right. And of course, we've had I've in that time I got married. I've had two kids. Right. And like we have a business that's been a decade into it. We've moved a bunch of times. You know, a lot of things have become more challenging. Just keep doing shit. Yeah. We just are doing a lot of things. Right. But also, I'm feeling the world more versus before I would check out. And I'm looking, I'm constantly looking for a way to not feel. Right. And even you not so much. I was previously with alcohol, right? Or drugs or what that experience was because that's the nature that I saw around me. And that I was like hanging out with friends or whatever in in my life. And so so when I stopped drinking, I would do other things in that way as well. Like whatever that might, maybe it's binge watching a show for two days on end or, you know, it's like going to the movies or let's keep going out to eat or let's keep doing all of these things. And during this moment of this, there is tragic things happening across the globe right now, not just from this experience of the C word. It's like, there's a lot of other stuff happening too, besides that, right? There is tragic experiences taking place. So it's to recognize that, but also for myself, it's on my own journey and my own time. You know, it's for my own experience during this to heal myself and other things that are coming up for it. And yeah. And so what Glennon was talking about in her book was that it's like being human is hard and it's difficult. And when she stopped drinking, she really realized that experience but i know as the what did you say about being human it was rocky gnarly gnarly so like the gnarly moments when they seem so hard like we're in them it's like when we come out of them there's light there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel where it's like oh okay yeah and then also there's that element of oh at least for me like going through penelope's birth in particular going through that first year of parenthood going through the recent moment in February when I really stood up about the vaccine mandate in in Maine and was met with a lot of criticism and these moments of like feeling like I'm going to die and then I don't and it's just like on the other side I'm so much more myself because I'm like well if that didn't kill me I'll do this other thing that I've been holding back from or I'll tell the truth in this way or you know I just remember walking (laughs) through the halls of the hospital after having Penelope and I was so raw and like the veil had been tremendously lifted and I was walking with my mom and I was like oh my god so many of these women have done that like and at the time we were more focused on our USANA business and I was just like if I am talking to a woman in our USANA business who has given birth who tells me she's afraid to pick up the phone and talk to somebody for her business Like, she's totally full of shit (laughs) because she just did the hardest thing. I mean, I don't know that giving birth is the hardest thing you could possibly do. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. So I I can only speak from my own experience. It's pretty high Um, up. Not just, it's like being pregnant and then giving birth. It's pretty high up on the list. It's a lot. But it's those experiences that really do bring us to our knees that are like, oh, well, I didn't die. So then who am I? So I didn't die. So how do I want to live now? 
So let's talk a little bit. Let's give some helpful strategies. I believe like how we are looking at the rest of this year. And so you want to kind of, because we are recording this in, it's going to come out in June. Yep. Right. So it's like for the rest of the year, what are we looking like for the planning process? Yeah. So for the planning process, you know, I'm taking things really micro. And that's been useful for me because it keeps me present. So I use my daily energy tracker. I look at the day because, you know, hey, one day at a time. Like that's why the 12-step programs work for many people. (laughs) Just that's all we can do. That's all Mm -hmm. we can control. We can't even really control today. But at least we can like, I feel like I can get a handle on today. And it helps me stay in the moment instead of future tripping. So that daily energy tracker is really helpful for me in just looking at today. How do I feel What's going on? How can I make more space for myself? And then the weekly practice of, okay, what's going on this week? How's that going? And then looking at really paying attention to the new moon and the full moon. So on a new moon, I'm not like super into rituals, but I use the moon pages in the Do Less Planner. So I do my new moon intentions and I might read one of the updates from Chani Nicholas or Jennifer Rassiopi or Jeanette Lewis, who's at Inner Sun Alchemy on Instagram and kind of like get the flavor of that new moon. And I'll also look at where that might be hitting in my chart astrologically. P.S. If you're in origin, we have an amazing masterclass. It's called the Astro Class with Jeanette Lewis, who's our resident origin astrologer. You can find it in your bonuses section. And it's a phenomenal masterclass where you can learn how to read what house different planets are in. So when you read astrological reports, you can actually apply it to your own natal chart. And also to your business's chart. Your business has a natal chart. Mm. Fascinating. So go check that out. Now I'm off track because I got on astrology. Oh, new moon, full moon. So I do simple new moon, full moon rituals. And that helps me feel really grounded. So it's like I'm, I'm knowing where I'm at in my cycle on a weekly basis. I'm also tracking to say, okay, if I start my period today, I know that in about 28 days, I'm going to start my period again. So I put that on my Google calendar and then I kind of look. So for example, I know next week I'm going to be in the final few days of my luteal phase. And during those days, I just don't really feel like talking to people. And I know that on the day I get my period, I'm really spaced out. It's very hard for me to do anything other than just be. And so I've already blocked out the day. I've I've been getting my period on the full moon lately. So I, I know it's pretty likely that on June 2nd, I believe, mm, I might be saying this wrong. Anyway, there's a full moon next week. And on that day, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get my period. And so it's helpful for me because it, again, it locates me in time and space. It's like, I can't control when my kids are going to have childcare again, as an example. I can't control when I'll be able to get on an airplane. I can't control whether or not I'm going to be able to host my retreat for our mastermind and our incubator. Of course, I will be delivering value in the best way possible. And I already have some ideas up my sleeve for how to do that if we need to do it virtually. But I'm just saying, like, I can't control those things, but I can control if I'm paying attention to what's going on with my body and what's going on with the cosmos. And those two things are happening. So while I can't control my body or the earth, they're not canceled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They are happening and nothing we can do as humans, whether you think the vaccine is going to fix it or you think that like the cabal is in charge or, you know, I don't know. Like there's a lot of different people on all kinds of different parts. The spectrum is giant. The spectrum is broad here, folks. And so no matter what, though, nature is happening The universe is happening. And by the universe, I mean like literally like the universe and the galaxy and our, you know, our galaxy, right? Yep. The stars. The Milky Way? That's a, yep. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to be teaching an astronomy class anytime soon. I'll stick with astrology. So like those things are not canceled. The seasons are not canceled. The phases of the moon are not canceled. Our phases of our bodies are not canceled. Our energy levels throughout the day, our emotions are not canceled. And so those are the things that I'm leaning into. I was already leaning into them in my planning practices, but now I'm like doubling down because it's those things that are consistent and they are happening and they have nothing to do with government officials. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. That's great. So- That's how I'm planning when we can't plan. I'm just showing up every day asking how I feel and then asking how I might need to reorganize my schedule accordingly. I mean, it's actually that simple. Yeah. 
Should I share? Please. Okay. Uh, and then I have to go get Penelope. So. You get to go get Penelope. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I get to go get we Penelope. We can all go together. She started back at school. Yeah, we could ride, yeah. everybody ride bikes. Yeah, I'll put on shorts. Yeah, she'll love that. Yeah. She's been wanting all She asked. Us. She was like, yeah. can everyone come to get me? And I was like, I don't know what day, but today will be the day. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's some, definitely some transition happening. So, we will talk more about that in the future. But for me, it is this, it's the one day at a time. And really, it's it's every night I'm looking at the calendar and saying, what are the one or two things that need to get done tomorrow? Do I have appointments tomorrow? If I don't, what do I really feel like doing? And it's been interesting during this time because I started a new workout program. It's 90 days. And then I'm also riding, I'm mountain biking a lot. And so trying to balance which one do I do each day? Because in my head, I'm like, oh, I can do double. I'll work out in the morning and then go mountain bike in the afternoon. And that feels horrible, number one. Like there's no freaking way, not with kids around. And then you're at the office, et cetera, because we've been switching like morning or afternoon. Lately, I'm just going to the office. Yeah. Let's be real. Well, there's been a lot. There's the reason for that. So. Yeah. And it's been me just like listening to kind of how I feel for that moment and not my past habits that I have tried to stop and that I'm in the process of stopping is this idea where I get this idea in my head and then start implementing it right away. So saying the workout program is a great example to be like, okay, 90 days, I, I can't miss a day. I'm going to fail this day. Like today I was pretty much slammed from the, the girls woke us up this morning at five 30. Usually I wake up before them. Penelope next to my bed. Mama. Mama, I heard her walking in, but Ruby's awake, but I can't get her out of her crib. I tried. She's in her bed counting. When she got out of her bed this morning, I heard her go into Ruby's room Uh and I heard them talking. And then I was like, she's going to come in here. I'm like, just stay away from me. Just stay away. You know, and then she comes in there and she's like, I know. So it's been now, what were we talking about? You. Oh, 530. Yeah. Just like 530 full on. Then I was like, there's no like getting a workout in feels like too much. And so I was just like, okay, let's take a break and it's fine. And then I don't. And it's just recognizing that. And then I'm not going to gorge myself with like a bag of potato chips. Because in the past, I would say I would gorge by saying like, oh, I'm not working out. And then I feel bad about not getting working out. And then I overeat in a way in some form or overdo something. And it's just like taking the day, like how I feel. Okay, now I feel like having lunch. So let's plan and get some lunch down. And so that's really what's happening. And I'm not too stressed. It's been really nice not to travel. And so knowing like, oh, we will travel again probably at some point in time. I mean, we're racking up travel points. So it's kind of amazing when I looked at our point account the other day. But there is, yeah, from like a business side, we don't know what's happening. I mean, we're planning like week to week. We have some ideas for future bigger things. So we're keep moving we forward. We do know that those. the do less planners are coming. Yes, those and are coming. we do know that those are going to be on offer that we have yep. planned. And so it's like, okay, how can we market those maybe different than we've done previously I have so many and then how ideas. does that look like the environment we're currently in mm-hmm. today right so i can go really down the dark side of like we can talk really big into the dark side of contact tracing and what that's going to look like in the future for us and and so th- sometimes that can spin me a little bit out but then coming back out to just it's like checking in with myself how do i feel today are the girls happy like Am I happy? Like it, and just asking myself, where am I on that scale of kind of emotional, you know, busyness or stressed out in that moment? And that's really what I've been doing to in this time. And it's been very grateful. Right. And so there is a lot of unknowns. Right. I'm very grateful for it. There's unknowns. There's unknown about money. There's unknown about business. What does that look like in two months from now? Food supply, food supply, you know, supply chain foods. It's like, is there going to be more stimulus money for people? You know, getting all the paperwork like PPP and small businesses just in the state of Maine. State of Maine restaurants were supposed to take seating starting June 1st and they just delayed it as of yesterday. So all these restaurants that are preparing for this, my guess is this is probably going to get overturned and it's in our county and the county surrounding us because we have, there's more people here. So they just delayed it. My guess is there's restaurant owners are, because they've invested thousands of dollars to open the doors in four days. They gave them a four day notice. They've already spent money. They've already done all these things. They've on, like, back onboarded their staff. If they don't open, there's going to be business to go under, right? Like, so you, we cannot, like for me, what I've noticed is like, if I think a week and ahead or two weeks and ahead, like, we have no clue. There's no control over any of this, right? And so you just have to say like one day at a time, what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? Like the weekend's coming for us. What do we want to do this weekend? We've been doing a lot of family hikes. You know, I definitely want to get a ride in, et cetera. I'd like to do a family hike. Yeah. So those are fun. 
maybe get in the water or the ocean or something. It's really getting nice out. So yeah, that's like how we're planning. And I think using your, all the tools you just talked about are in the do less planner, right? That you, that you're using, you're using all of those tools for that. I made the planner for me. Yes. Because I wanted to stop printing off pieces of paper from my computer. That's smart. It seemed silly. So I just was like, let's bind this baby. And then it was, then I was like, well, if we're going to bind it, it better be beautiful. And it is. It really is. Yeah. It really did a great job. Thanks, honey. I'm so proud of it. KateNorthup.com forward slash planner. Be sure to get on the wait list. More fun things are going to be coming around the relaunch of the planner. I'm pretty excited about them. So I can't tell you what they are, but if you're on the wait list, you'll be sure to hear about them. I would say you mentioned food shortages with the potential that conversation has been entering the news is look locally, people. Support your local farmers. Okay. Like get on your CSA this summer. If you're into meat, if you're a meat eater, if you're a bean eater, find your organic CSA bean supply. I'm just kidding. You know, it's like, but if you're a meat eater, there are local grass fed, grass finished farms probably in your area. Support them. You can get like I pre-ordered some beef for us in the fall that is grass fed, grass finished. So you can definitely find some of those, you know, along with a lot of other things that are dying right now is this toxicity that existed with factory farming i believe that will probably be changing in the Please future check out the work of farmers footprint yep at farmers footprint it's zach bush's organization that teaches and implements regenerative farming practices mm-hmm. really inspiring so that's just one thing from a food perspective that you can plan for the future about like i'm not i'm concerned about it is like you could right. buy you can plan you can plan for that from a meat chair if you're a meat eater, veggie share, veggie share, yeah. you can get CSA. So you can plan, look locally for those. You can start like even the meat share that we got. I, I don't think it's going to be available to like September. Right. But at least and pre-ordering those things does help your local farmers. Stay in yes. And that's what I ended up doing. So that's great. And then, yeah. So I, I feel like the end. I think it's great. Great. Thank you for listening. Let us know how you're doing your planning. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you message me on Instagram, I'll answer you eventually. Because I'll probably answer you more quickly. (laughs) Yeah. No guarantees, of course. I can't answer every single one, but my intention is to answer most. Yeah. Happy (laughs) do less planning. Do you identify as an overachiever, overfunctioner, or a workaholic? I have something for you. There is a very simple, remarkably quick weekly planning ritual that will unhook you from the habitual patterns of overdoing without sacrificing your results. So if you want to feel more relaxed and still get amazing results, then head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash list for your free do less weekly planning ritual guide, katenorthrop.com forward slash list.